Everything is improvised as I have foreseen it. Just want to let you know that you're listening to The Quiet Island, WNPR, which means we're not public radio. <laughs> we don't care to be. We don't want to be. We're not. You can't make us. Na 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 na. Patricia Tallman, who's not a tall man, but a nicely sized woman. <laughs> Sounds really good. <laughs> I'm here with uh, Joan. Say hi, Joan. Hi, Pat. Good to talk to you. You too. You have a great voice. Thank you. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> works for you, huh? Yeah, it works for me. It gets the job done. My brother's in Minneapolis. Yeah, my brother and his family live in Minneapolis. Well, well, how cool is that? Do they have a dog? <laughs> no, they just have three kids. So. <laughs> I, do, I don't oh, do kids. We don't do kids. <laughs> Are well. you sure? <laughs> Because uh, I bet they'd be up for that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Does this sound familiar? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Charles. <laughs> yes. Okay, on the phone is an actress that is so busy that when she portrayed Lita Alexander in the Hugo Award-winning science fiction series Babylon 5, she became the most powerful telepath in the universe. <laughs> Her new book, Pleasure Threshold, a Babylon 5 scrapbook, is out now, and we're speaking of the actor and stuntwoman Patricia Tolman. Hello! Oh, that was sweet, Tim. Thank you. That was really great. <laughs> I appreciate that. You're, you're welcome. So, you make me sound so good. Wow. <laughs> yeah, don't well, we? Well, that's part of my job. The, the rest of the rest of it's up to you. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, let me do my best. You have a brand new book out called The Pleasure Threshold. It's a Babylon 5 scrapbook. Tell us what that consists of. I, I wasn't planning on writing a book. I'm not a writer. The publisher, Publishing 180, Jacqueline Easton, who... Um, um, did Joe Straczynski's script books. I don't know if you oh, yeah. are familiar with that, but there's a whole series of books out that are all Joe's. Yeah. And she said, you know, we, are, we would love to do something that's a little more fan-friendly. And um, Joe says, you were really obnoxious with your camera on the set. So... <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a look at your pictures. So I've, I have hundreds and hundreds of pictures from my days on Babylon 5 on the set. 
and um, at conventions, et cetera. So we went through, I went through that with uh, Jason Davis, who was my editor. And then he said, okay, they picked like 300 pictures. He said, okay, so um, can you caption these? And I started to caption them, which was a gigantic task. Oh, wow. But I started telling stories. Oh, and this picture did that. And then we did this. And then we did that. And it turned into, so it kind of evolved into something a lot more than just pictures. We found my call. I save everything. I'm a pack rat. Uh-huh. So I have Tim, Tim has a wife sheet. like that. Oh, really? <laughs> so you're familiar with pack rats? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I call myself an archivist just to make it sound more important. <laughs> that i'm gonna steal that with love yes, go, go ahead <laughs> i am an archivist that's what i am there you go uh, my contracts uh emails between joe and myself or you know just all these random pieces of paper that we then put together into a book plus there were all my behind the scenes of other shows that i was on because i was shooting star trek at the same time in jurassic park and uh-huh. long kiss goodnight and all these other things so jason was saying this is kind of fascinating you're you're shooting on babylon 5 as a regular character and then going over as a stunt person to paramount wow the next day is yes yes i was (laughs) (laughs) you know phineas and ferb it had its own life it wanted to be born a certain way and um, i did a first draft of the book which we released at comic-con last year Mm -hmm. we took it back and kind of were revamping it and i added almost another i doubled the size of the book wow uh, more stories so that's and that's where it is at now um i'm really the thing about it that was so remarkable was during those years i was moving so fast and working so hard Mm -hmm. I kind of didn't think about what I was doing. I was I was in a vague state of panic constantly. So, oh, wow. you know, uh, to be able to go back through and to tell these stories and look at these pictures, Iowa, it, it was really a gift. It, it made me very emotional sometimes. Um, and I was like, yeah, wow, I did I did that stuff. And that was really fun and wonderful. And I was so lucky. And, you know, so it, it, the book has been a... Um, a gift to me in in several different ways. I, I, I think I, I've been getting some really good feedback on it. Uh, so I was about to say that you know introduce you as the woman that's in everything right now. <laughs> you take the work when it comes, and you don't say no, right. uh, because you never know if you're going to get another job. This mm. business is really hard. Oh, so yeah. if it means I'm saying yes to do two jobs at the same day, oh well, I'll figure it out, and I did. So I'm not recommending that. <laughs> I would take two acting jobs in the same day, but I would take stunts, stunt jobs during the day and do another stunt job a, a, that was a night shoot that night and show up at my other job during the day. You know, um, we just we, you just kept constantly saying yes as much as you could. Um, I also had a, a baby. I was a single mom oh, yeah. during the years. So I, I had to balance that as well, which is a little tricky. You stunted for Gates McFadden. Who, in my early days, she was my first interview, and it was because of her that I got the Borg part. Oh, my gosh. I loved Generations. The best part of the film is when you fell into the water. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and you can see it pretty clearly, can't you? Oh, yes. You can. Nowadays, you can still frame it. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Pat, yeah. um, I want to tell you how excited I am to read your book. I want to thank you for putting out, as you said, a fan-friendly book. What you've done with this book is shared your experience in a way that people usually don't. Mm. Looking through an album or, you know, looking at the pictures on your wall. It's kind of like a this is your life kind of thing. (laughs) 
and I'm it's because I, I I'm not a writer and I don't I, I don't have any expectation around that. I think that um, the only way I could really do this without uh, was was by saying that I'm just going to just talk. You know, mm-hmm. I just kind of write as I talk, and yeah. I and so I, I, I'm not. Joe Straczynski, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not Neil Gaiman. I, I have no, no aspirations to doing that, but I do love talking to people. And that's part of why I like doing conventions is I just, I like to talk. So I thought, well, I just, now I just have to write it as I talk. So. Exactly. Have you ever thought about doing Crypticon? It's a horror con. It's, I think because the economy, people don't have the spending cash and um, it, it's just harder all around. So, uh, but I just got back from a small convention in Biloxi, and that uh, Mississippi, oh, yeah. and that it was really fun. You know, um, I don't know how they afforded to do it, but it's been in existence for like thirty-five years. Wow. Uh, yeah. So no, I'm I, 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 my friends, my Babylon Five friends, Peter Jurisic, Bruce Boxleitner, Miera. Ferlin, Claudia, Christian, we're all out there, and I think I, I'm kind of maxed out at around four a wow. year. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, and it usually you know how they fall; they all fall in the summer. So you're, it feels like you're running like crazy in the summer. Um, but I, I love doing it. Minneapolis is a really amazing town. So you have been? Oh yeah, because you have relatives here. You've been I have right. a brother. Yes, he's a doctor there, and 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 uh, a niece and two nephews, and uh, a gorgeous sister-in-law. So yeah, I'm. I'm I love my family and I'd love to spend more time there. But yeah, it, the, there's the, the wonderful thing about technology is it's made um, movie making and, uh, so much easier and more accessible to all of the artists who want to do it. But there's still no money. So, <laughs> 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 that's, it, all, all you need is money. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure with that we can really do anything we put our mind to. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. look what we can do when we put our minds to it without money. My gosh. Exactly. Yes. I mean, you know, there's that Kickstarter out there. If you want a project now, you put it on Kickstarter and ask the public for funding and they just jump right out at it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not quite that easy, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> but if you think so, you go right ahead. <laughs> That's true. It's true. Now, you were in three seasons of Babylon 5 and you did a, a Babylon 5 movie, right? Uh, yeah. I was in the pilot. Um, I, I appeared in the second season and then I was in the next, uh, the last three. Um, and yeah, I did one, I did third space. And uh, Babylon 5 followers, really hardcore followers, just like any, you know, <laughs> science fiction thing. But these Babylon 5 um, fans, I asked for Babylon 5 jokes. <laughs> so see if you can just uh, – I don't think you're going to come up with the answer, but we'll test you, okay? Okay, okay. okay. Right. Here's one. Two Psycore members meet in the street and say, you're fine. How am I? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. How many how many narn does it take to change a light bulb? Uh I don't know. Five. One, one to twist the socket and four to hold the century still. <laughs> okay, and there's one more. Uh this is John uh at Babylon five underscore says how many centauri does it take to change a light bulb? How many? Uh centauri don't change light bulbs, centauri like shadows. <laughs> But um bum. Or I can just stick in the <laughs> So I need to know, Lita. Something's happening.
happened to your abilities. You're not a P5 anymore. Hell, you're not even a P12. You're the strongest telepath that I've ever seen. I've only recently begun to understand it myself. You know, the Vorlons used telepaths as weapons during the Shadow War, but what no one stopped to consider was that in a war, you have a certain number of small weapons, a certain number of medium-sized weapons, and one or two big ones. The kind of weapons you drop when you are out of small weapons and the medium weapons, and you've got nothing left to use. Someone like that with the telepathic equivalent of a thermonuclear device, a, a doomsday weapon. Pleased to meet you, Mr. Garibaldi. <laughs> Oh, by the way, have you ever heard Weird Al Yankovic do CNR? I saw one of those uh, jib jabs. That's it. Car. Yeah, it was. it's very cute. Yes, it's very sweet. Wow. So um, you got the book out. You got another project you're working on right now. You say you're going to be going to South America here soon, too? Well, it turns out we're not going to South America. Well, let me let, uh, let me back up and sort of preface all this. So okay. I'm, I'm working with Joe Straczynski, uh, I'm as a producer, and we have several projects that we're lining up. Plus, he's kind of letting me tag along on a few others that, so that I'm training on the job, as it were. Awesome. And he's got a script that he's writing for James Cameron. It's a true story, and it's based on a free diver. So we are traveling to see the free driver, we'll kind of talk to him, hang out with him and see what he does. And uh, at one point we were going to be going to Cartagena, oh, wow. but now it looks like we're going to Miami. So I have no, I'm just kind of going with the flow. <laughs> with this. He, he seems to feel I've got the chops to do this. And he's, I've been running my own company for 10 years. And That's he says, right, yeah. you know, you're, you're chasing after pennies and nickels when you should be chasing after, you know, big dollars. And you're going to be doing just the exact same thing you're doing now. So I'm very excited about it. I've always kind of wanted to, but had no idea how to, how to get my foot in the door. I think you're doing a real good job at it. Without me knowing it over the years, uh, apparently I have so enjoyed your work. <laughs> you know, some of it I didn't even know it was you. And I said, when, ah. when I was told, hey, you need to talk to, to Pat Tolman, I went, Pat Tolman, boy, that sounds real familiar. And then I did some work and I went, holy crap, she was in everything I ever liked. <laughs> had this sort of interesting path where I've ended up in a lot of cult hits, you know, just kind of really lucky that way. Well, Night of the Living Dead, to me, my personal opinion, it was better than the original. You played Barbara so much better. (laughs) (laughs) I had a better script, I think. You know, George, by that point, George Romero, who wrote the original, when he wrote the second version, he he was just, uh, he, he, he knew more about what he wanted to say as a filmmaker at that point. So, um, yeah, I think I had a, just a much better written role. I think that's maybe why that uh, George Lucas keeps remaking Star Wars. <laughs> Eventually, <laughs> oh, he's going to uh, get it right. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, I've got more to say. I can do it better. Yeah. I don't know. Instead of using puppets, I can use CG. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not going there. Not Not insane. insane. Oh, good Lord. Hey, this has been a real, real pleasure talking to you. Oh, thank you. I I appreciate you. Mutual Admiration Society. Yay! There we go. Um, (laughs) Stop me. I'm off key. Right. (laughs) Okay. um, You guys are wacko. Well, we're married. What do you want? Hi, I'm Patricia Tallman, and I'm the author of Pleasure Thresholds, my Babylon 5 memoir, 
And you may know me from Babylon 5 as Lita Alexander. And I'm in the zone with Tim and Joan. Yay! Squee! Squee! <laughs> uh, that's a Chuck thing there. Squee! Squee! I squeed myself. I talked to Pat Tom and I squeed myself. Thank you so much for your time. And I'm looking forward to you and other projects. And if I happen to see you out there, I'll throw a, um, a flash out to all the people to check you out if you're on something. I appreciate that. And, you know, stay in touch. If there's a, if you want to do another one sometime, let me know. Um, and if I come to Minneapolis, I'll let you know. Please sounds, do. Sounds great. Thank you, Pat. Maybe we can have coffee. Yes. Good idea. We got lots of good coffee around here. Oh, yeah. I know. I know. I, <laughs> I got a coffee card. My brother lives in Uptown, and he lived around the corner from this. Oh, it's deadly. This bakery is deadly. <laughs> and the girls are right there making these gigantic uh, 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 cinnamon buns with frosting. And it's they're so Whoa. fresh, I just would bury my whole face in it. Uh. It was just... I, I I would get up in the morning and and go for my run and then go <laughs> and then go for another run. Cheek in my ass because I know that's where it ended up. But it was so good and the coffee was so. Good. Oh my god! So there you go, kids. You want to be an actress and you want to be in good movies. Eat a lot of donuts. <laughs> <laughs> Cinnamon buns. Don't listen to them about the anorexic part. You know, we we can get nice and chubby if you want. No. <laughs> well, thank you, Pat. I had a great time. Thanks, kids. Take care. Bye. Bye bye. Child never ride it, figured out cold fusion, but it never ever told a soul. I've seen the man unhitch his job and follow a Volkswagen hole. Your face in with a shovel if you didn't treat him like a star. Cause you can spit in the wind, a tiger on Superman's cape. But Lord knows you just don't mess around with Sienna. This has been a PPL Micro Studios production, 2012. <laughs>